Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody. Welcome to a new week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're tuned in on whatever station you happen to be listening to today or online. We're happy to have you with us, as always. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studio in Hattiesburg today. Bob and Kelly, glad you're with us. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation uh, later in the program, but uh, we're going to kick off uh, this week of... Uh, Southern Miss coverage uh, by bringing on hitting coach and recruiting coordinator for Southern Miss baseball, Coach Travis Creel. And uh, coach, before uh, before we get to the matter of uh, summer league ball and all that, I just want to say congratulations to you. Magnificent job this year, and you continue to bring in such high caliber talent to the program. And what a year, uh, Coach Creel, this twenty twenty three season was. Well, thanks, Bob. That's awfully nice of you, man. No, it was a lot of fun. Uh, what a good group we had. And, um, you know, we were talking the other day. I mean, I was, we're, we're in a hotel room in uh, Myrtle Beach after we just lost 20 to 7. And we were 22 and 15 or 22 and 16. And I remember just sitting there going, we can't send Coach Barry out like this, man. And uh, something clicked and this team turned it around. And, uh, you know, that was a really, really fun stretch we had. No question. Can, can you, as a coach, can you put your finger on those sorts of things? What, what did change that day? I think a couple things changed. I think one, um, you know, I've had a ton of new pieces on the pitching staff um, that he kind of had to figure out uh, their roles. You know, I think it was huge. Where the start of the year, we weren't quite sure who the starters were, who the bridge guys, who the closer was, and, and uh, you know, I think about that middle of March uh, time frame, he just really, really put all those pieces together. And uh, you know, I think we rode about eight or nine arms down the stretch. But if you look at pretty much all the good teams in the country, you know, they're not. They may have, you know, 14, 15 good pitchers, but you're really, really riding about seven to nine. And uh, once you figure out those roles. And, and once we did that, you know, offensively, I think um, at the start of the year, it was just, you know, some guys were hitting good and some guys weren't. And we had some old guys kind of going through some senioritis. And, uh, you know, I think those seniors just finally turned it on, Sarge, Lynch, um, and those guys. And, and the rest of the guys have kind of been swinging up pretty good. So, um, you know, we knew we were talented enough to make a run. Uh, it was just a matter of doing it. So it was, it was good when it finally happened. How do you – and I want to take you back to the first of the season for just a moment, and, and then we'll move on get Kelly involved. But how do you block out the noise? There was a lot of noise from, from our fan base on social media at the start of the year. Yeah. And, uh, how do you, as a coach and a dad and a husband, block that out? Uh, oh, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, 
Well, from the player's perspective, you know, I, I like uh, I tell them all the time, yeah, let me wear it. I'll wear it. I'll, I'll go to bat for you guys. Uh, we're going to turn this thing around. So uh, I tell people, too, man, it's a hard time to play college athletics, especially college baseball, because, um, you know, every game's on TV and every game's uh, live tweeted and Facebooked and um, every game's under a microscope. And, and baseball's hard, man. And baseball, especially hitting. Hitting's hard. And, um, you know, if you don't, if you have a couple bad games and you're 0 for 8 and, and, and you're getting tweeted at and, uh, you know, you know every game's on ESPN, it's tough, man. It's, it's tough to be 21 years old and, and uh, you know, lose that confidence pretty quick. So that's the key for me, man. I think the biggest, uh, I think the most important part of my job as a hitting coach is getting these guys comp, um, because if you're not a confident hitter, you're not, you're not going to have success, man. We, uh, Baseball does not feel sorry for you. She's a she's a mean she's a mean girl, and uh, she uh, she preys on the weak minded. And um, you got to be mentally strong and confident to be successful, especially in the box. Yeah, we've heard we've heard a lot of people say it's a game of failure that you have to yeah. you have to learn how to deal with failure. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, this old adage, you know, fail seven out of ten times, whatever. But uh, yeah, it's, it's tough because you know Dustin Dickerson who. You know, arguably had you know the best years in Southern history down the stretch. I mean, even he had you know an over nine stretch, over ten stretch because hitting's hard. It just is, and and sometimes you can hit balls really hard right at people, and and sometimes uh, you know it, it happens the other way. So you just got to really be able. You look at those big leaguers, man. You look at you watch a major league game. They play 162 games, and those guys are just so even keel all the time. And that's why you, you can't get too high, can't get too low uh, with. Uh, results. That's what I try to preach to our guys. Don't be result oriented. Don't be result. If, if you're worried about hits um, and, and you're worried about uh, stats, you're gonna you're in for a long year, man. Just just enjoy the process. Compete as well as you can. Have a plan. Hit the ball as hard as you can, and let the rest kind of fall where it, where it may. And, and you can work as hard as you as you can. But the one piece of the puzzle that you will never know is what the pitcher's going to throw, where he's going to throw it, how hard he's going to throw it. I mean, that that's the biggest piece of the puzzle, and that's why being a good hitter is so difficult is because it's it's the ultimate guessing game. But Coach Travis Creel, as we continue our discussion today, you hear so much about these summer league now, these, these wooden bat leagues where college players are all over the country and – you know, the right. biggest one that comes to mind is the Cape Cod League, and, and my son's coaching in, in the Valley League in the Shenandoah Valley in, in Virginia. Let's talk about some of these leagues, and we really never have before. A lot of college players all over the country um, go mm-hmm. to these leagues. How do Division One coaches decide which of their players will be invited, sent to, et cetera, to these different leagues? Let's start there. Side is, is one of two things. We're sending you off either, you know, we think you need development, which would a lot of the times be young players, um, red shirts, things like that. I know every every red shirt on our team is out playing right now, uh, a lot of other young players. Um, or you need to improve your draft stock, which would be that Cape Cod, um, you know, draft league. Even, you know, like you said, the Valley's a really good league too. So that's kind of the two things. Like if you're a, if you're a sophomore and then you just – started every single game for us and, and um, you know, had 200 at-bats, I really – we really don't see the need and you go into play unless you just want to. Um, the only people we really force uh, – I say force – we really strongly suggest uh, go play are the, are the freshmen, uh, people who don't log as many innings as they would have liked or get as many at-bats as they would have liked. Yeah. And also, 
those those high caliber draft guys as well. Okay, so so you kind of narrow down who you want to send to these different leagues. Well, then, how are they placed? How does that work? Because there are different leagues out there. Yeah, well, uh, the way we do it, and, and I'm sure other schools do it differently. We kind of, I mean, everybody on our staff kind of knows uh, their responsibilities. Um, I could go into a hundred different things that we have to take care of off the field that we've kind of divvied up. Uh, and summer uh, placement is actually one of my duties. So I'm mainly in charge of that. Uh, now, I've being so connected as he is, he does have some different connections where uh, he sent guys off as well. But for the vast majority, uh, I'm doing it. Um, from an arm standpoint, he kind of lets me know, like, hey, I think so-and-so and so-and-so probably need to go off. I think another probably needs to stay here and work out and get stronger. Um, and from the hitter standpoint, like I said earlier, kind of for me, the freshmen who don't play uh, very much, we send them off, and everybody else is kind of their option. Okay, so when you say send them off, are you talking about two specific teams? Do you guys have connections with specific teams in specific leagues, or do you just send them out to specific leagues and let league administrators make team placements for these guys? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, the way the more the more and more you coach, the more and more contacts you make in these summer leagues. For me, um, we have pretty much two teams in the NECBL, which is the Northeast Collegiate Baseball League. That's in uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut, um, that area. There's two teams that we send guys to in that league. Um, there's a team in, in the Valley League that we send guys to. There's a team in the Coastal Plains, and then a couple teams in the Cape. So there's probably oh, there's also a local team in, in the TCL. I say local outside of a. Uh, right outside of Lafayette, Louisiana, uh, and the Texas Collegiate League that we send guys to as well. So there's probably about, you know, eight teams that, that I can call and say, hey, you know, you need to take Davis Gillespie. He's going to be a really good player for us next year. Um, can, you, can you take him? And, and they usually, with, uh, you know, with our baseball program, say yes. And, and I know one of the things that, that coaches, college coaches, really have to be careful of, and we may want to hold this over for the next segment, but particularly when it comes to arms, if they did throw, if they did throw a certain number of innings this season, sometimes coaches will say, look, you can, you can have my guy here, but I want him to be limited to you know, an X number of innings, you know, shut him down after a certain date, that sort of deal. Sure, and that's a big part of a big part of this is we have to really trust who who we put those arms, uh, you know, where we send those arms for that reason. But the, the teams that we send to, they do a really good job of taking care of our guys and being sure we're not throwing on short rest and being sure we're not throwing too many pitches. And and like you said, uh, you know, we need to send like I think uh, you know JB Middleton's in the Cape right now, and you know he he didn't throw quite as much as as he wanted to this year, so he's kind of full go where Cross is in the Cape as well, and, and he's probably more on a, hey, get him a couple innings a week type thing. Um, he doesn't need to throw and, and a huge amount. All right, Coach, can you stick around another segment? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Travis Creel, Southern Miss Baseball, is on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We'll have him right on the other side of the break. I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for sponsoring that segment. Great place to take your family tonight for a wonderful meal. Great place to cater your next event. Dickie's Barbecue. We're proud to have them part of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We'll be right back.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. You know, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour anytime you like on the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can find it on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you could just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Great place. Wonderful lady, Miss Kathleen. Uh, we can't describe how much we like her. And uh, she carries the best apparel anywhere on the planet. Uh, that's Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, campusbookmart.net. We're visiting with recruiting coordinator uh, Travis Creel and, uh, of course, the hitting coach for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles coming off a just wild, crazy, exciting uh, season. And we're talking about summer league baseball. Uh, we did uh, run out of time a little bit the first time with Travis, but how is all of that paid for every year, these kids going to these different parts of the country to play summer ball? Yeah, they can't. They can't. Uh, we cannot pay that for them, unfortunately. But a lot of these places are pretty reasonable. I don't know. Um, like I said, uh, probably you know the maximum is going to pay is three hundred dollars or so. And uh, the vast majority of the leagues, whether um, they either set them up in, in apartments or dorms for free, but a lot of them have host families as well. So um, you know, other than just you know day to day essentials, um, the, the money side of it's kind of taken care of. Yeah, okay. yeah. You talk about the host families. You know, they'll just have a, an extra bedroom at the house. A lot of right. these families will sign right. up, and it's and it, a lot of these teams are in small towns, so that mm-hmm. the families take great pride, and they usually get a season ticket or two in exchange for letting the guys like stay that. there. Yeah, and and the teams too have. Very loyal fan bases. I mean, it's not unusual really? for three or 400 fans to show up at, at these summer league games. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Some now, of them even more, man. Yeah. All right, Coach, you're the recruiting coordinator, and I'm not going to ask you to obviously say anything that you can't say. But can we, to the degree that we can, uh, can you let our listeners know about, uh, I know we talked about the uh, kid from BYU coming to the program uh, we had we had the brother of one of our really great, I think, relief pitchers announced this week. So can you kind of update us on where we are on any new faces that may be arriving through commitments or the portal? Yeah, so we've added this summer, um, let's see, we've added three so far, uh, two portals, one junior college kid, like you said, uh, Will Armistead's brother, J.W., coming in. Uh, I think the fans are going to really like him. It's going to be powerful stuff. Um, Andrew Landry from southeastern Louisiana. Uh, he's been a weekend guy for them for two years. It's a big-time arm, uh, up to 96 miles an hour. Um, a couple things he's probably going to need to polish up, but you know that's what we got uh, the wizard for, right? Uh, he's going to come in here and, and get his hands on that kid. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then, uh, yeah, Ozzie Pratt, BYU, um, two-year starter uh, as a true freshman and sophomore at BYU. Been a really good player, just a ball player. He's a grinder. A uh, really good defender, just a really tough out. Um, he's going to be really, really, uh, I think, a really tough out and uh, maybe a top-of-the-order type bat for us. Mm-hmm. And then we're looking to add one more. We got. I think we're going to hear something, I would I would say, in the next 10 days or so where uh, I think we, we have a pretty good one um, that the fans could be excited about on the hook uh, that I think uh, hopefully um, – like I said, maybe the next ten to fourteen days, we can get one more commitment, and and once we do that, we'll probably probably be done um, unless we lose uh, a guy or two in the draft that we were not, not expecting. And of course, the and the Major League Baseball draft is this coming weekend. I don't like the baseball draft. I mean, I'm happy for the kids, and you know, I want them to. Yeah, I was talking to Justin Storm as an example uh, a couple of weeks ago, a uh, coach, and and you know, uh-huh. I I think. 
I can't say who's a favorite player, but I just love that kid. He he's just so he's kind and just a really special young man, I think. And and I and I told him, you know, I want the best for you, uh, but you'd always be welcome back here with open arms. And he did say that that if he played any more college baseball, it would only be here. But you look yeah. for him. To, you probably look for him the way he performed to get drafted relatively high. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I would say, um, you know, I think in, in our minds, it's between four and six um, players that will get drafted. I feel very comfortable in saying four uh, will for sure, and then other two uh, are, are possibly as well. So, um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of bittersweet. I'm with you, Bob, because you you want the best for these kids, and you want them to to chase their dreams. But man, they've been a part of our lives for so long, and um, I, I cannot imagine walking out to the field and uh, not seeing number 10 out there it's gonna be hard but uh yeah it's, it's, for sure. it's, it's what it's all about though building relationships and uh and uh you know watching these kids grow up right before your eyes and it, it's a lot of fun well with the potential money that they stand to earn the alumni association would be delighted that's uh, four yeah, to six yeah, guys yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so we were at the yeah. we were at the announcement uh was it last week kelly and i were there uh uh-huh. when coach oz is officially introduced we were not surprised by this but we were happy to see that there was no change in the coaching staff it it remains the same coaching staff and uh, one new addition coming in obviously but we we sort of have the impression from coach oz that and i guess basically kelly he told us this if it's not broke you don't fix it and there's tremendous momentum right now in the program and 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 the continuity, I think, of the coaching staff is critical when you consider how many kids are moving on from graduation and potentially the draft. Your thoughts about that? Yeah, no doubt. I think that's huge to, to keep. Uh, yeah, to, to retain players and retain commitments and, and all that stuff, which we've done so far uh, to a T. Um, but also, you know, I think Coach Barry said it a lot too. Is uh, you know the the. the staff the past four years since I've been here, uh, you know, I can't speak before that, just how much we enjoy working with each other, man. It's been so much fun, and uh, that all starts with, with boss man and, and how Coach Berry kind of operated and did things, and, and I know I said in his press conference a bunch, you know, I've been watching. He's been watching, and, and he has, and, um, you know, I've actually worked for Oz as a head coach before, so I have no uh, no question on mind he's going to come in and, and keep this thing rolling, but just the I, – I, worked on staffs where you don't love going to work every day and um right. and it and it tricky you know it translates to the field in my opinion so um just the fact that you know we all get along we all uh we all kind of have the same goals in mind we all had the same kind of philosophies and and all that i think that matters travis a postscript to the summer leagues um and you're a hitting guy uh what is uh-huh. the you hear about these quote-unquote wooden bat leagues what's what's the significance of these wooden bat leagues I don't really know why they use wood. If I'm being honest with you, but yeah. I also don't know why. I'm, I've been out recruiting all summer. I'm actually on my way to Atlanta right now, and, and I'm going to watch 15 year olds use wood bats for next week. I don't, I don't really get it, but that's what it is, and that's what we're doing. So everybody uses wood in the summer and metal in the in the fall and spring. Yeah. I have no clue why, um, but that's just kind of how keep, it is. Keep the metal. Don't don't I'm with you. don't take college baseball to using wooden bats. Well, I guess it's because yeah, they all think they're going to be pros, and the pros use wood. Yeah. Is that is that? I mean, part? I don't know, Kelly. Maybe, maybe, but like uh, even even these world wood bats. Like I'm, I'm heading to Atlanta right now, and I'm going to watch 15 and 16 year olds um, swing wood all week. And, and don't get me wrong, it's going to be great baseball and some good players. But 
uh, if they're going to uh, swing metal when they get to us, why don't they swing metal in the summer? Right. I, don't, I, I, I don't agree with that. Hey, and I want to and I want to ask you about the kid out of Birmingham, this Gillespie kid, because uh-huh. I hear because you know I, I I just hear things that this yeah, guy that, that this guy super stud. One of the things he hears too, coach, is dead people, but we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> Look, I'm on medication and I'm seeing a therapist, but these are I hear this from live. Okay. People really close to the program, right. guys that might even yeah. wear uniforms. All right, All right. yeah. That, that this guy is, is a stud. He's a stud. He is. He's physically huge. He can hit the ball really, really far. He is. Uh, he's out of Birmingham. Going to play third base. That's right. That's the plan. I think so. I will have him, and we'll probably have him and two or three other guys playing corner until in the fall. And and I would imagine he's going to wrap up that third base, first base, one of those jobs. But yes. Okay. Um, He's in uh he's Ocean State Waves right now in the New England League and uh doing really well and yeah he's gonna be one you know he's he's a he's a potential fathead candidate down the road he is uh he's got talent um now he's never done it at this level that's kind of what that's kind of gonna be the theme for next year's team you know I, I love our team I think we're gonna be very talented um, but there's a chance you know we only have two or three guys who've ever actually had at bats at this level uh, playing now, so now his uh, last his la- last name is Gillespie. Yes, Davis Gillespie. Davis Gillespie. Remember, Remember that name. Remember that name. Yeah. All yeah, right. Remember that. Him and Go ahead, coach. I was I was just going to say him and Monaster were the two that really tore it up uh you know toward that January uh line. So, yeah, he'll be a good one. Yeah. All right, coach, just a few seconds left. I I just want to tell you how proud all of us that love this baseball program uh were with the season and and I thought an exclamation point at the end of the year you were not only ranked in the top 10 in one or two polls but in every major poll and that just is a tribute to the coaches and the players and it's got to be a boost when you're traveling to places like Atlanta because you can legitimately say here's your opportunity to play on a top 10 baseball program right yeah no doubt I think the big thing for us too is uh Every game's on ESPN Plus these days. These kids can watch us more, and obviously making it the Super Regionals where we're on regular ESPN. That's huge. I mean, I'll call kids that you know maybe two or three years ago probably never heard of Southern Miss, and, and now they're watching us on ESPN and, and seeing the fan base and seeing the Pete and seeing how our guys compete. And then, you know that's something you want to be a part of. Uh, it, it just it just is. So it's a lot easier to sell. Uh, when you're winning, that's for sure. So, Bob, you're saying it does help recruiting finishing. Yes, you did. <laughs> Kelly did ask. Uh, Kelly did ask uh, Hill Denson that the other day at the uh, announcement, and Hill said, "Are you stupid, Kelly? Of course it does." So. <laughs> hey, coach. Thank you very much for being on the show. I'm glad I got your right phone number. Yeah, so that now helps. You'll be yeah. on the show a lot more now. That, that does forward, help. Okay. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Coach. Travis Creel, everybody, hitting coach, recruiting coordinator, great guy, too. Gave us some good baseball. insight to those summer leagues because that's a question we get all the time. What are these summer yeah. leagues all about? You know? And we got a ringer coming at third base, is what I heard. I watched, remember that name, Davis Gillespie. There we go. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, many thanks to baseball coach Travis Creel, recruiting coordinator for the Golden Eagles. On the recruiting trail, as we just heard today, we appreciate his time uh, on the Eagle Hour. 
Noel Daniels Motor Company. You know, you can buy a new Icon cart from the Noel Daniels Motor Company and get it delivered anywhere in the state of Mississippi for just $99. They carry electric vehicles for all your needs around the neighborhood, the farm, and, of course, the golf course. And remember, they'll deliver it to you right here in Hattiesburg or wherever you're listening tonight uh, today for just $99. They always keep a great inventory and always give you the best deal. Regardless, just uh, tell your telephone, take me to the Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon or shop us online at noeldaniels.cars. Noel Daniels and the entire team at the Noel Daniels Motor Company are here to serve you and get the cart that's right for you. Remember, they'll deliver it right to your front door for just $99. $99. want to thank uh, 4th Street Barn Grill for their sponsorship of this segment. Great place for lunch, Monday through Friday, and where you'll always find the big game on TV. Heath Hinton is the owner and proprietor of Big Gold Nation, a very popular uh, website that uh, discusses Southern Miss uh, football and baseball and basketball. And Well, we wanted to get you on today, Heath. Kelly's got some news here from Sporting News. We wanted to get your thoughts about this. Fire away, Kelly. All right. The Sporting News is already uh, in football mode, Heath, and they have uh, put out their projections for the Sunbelt Conference, and they don't have very high expectations for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Let's let's first of all take a look at the Sunbelt East. They project that App State, a team that Southern Miss will have to play on the road, at Boone this year, they project that App State will be the number one team in the Sunbelt East, followed by James Madison. They say that Marshall is the sleeper in the Sunbelt this year, that Marshall yeah. will finish third in the East, followed by Coastal Carolina, who has a new coach this year. Coastal, they say, will finish fourth. Then they say Georgia State will finish fifth, and then Georgia Southern, second to last, rounded out by ODU, that Old Dominion will be last. They say that the Sunbelt East is uh, is much better than the Sunbelt West when you compare all the teams in each of the divisions. Now let's look to the Sunbelt West where they project that the Cajuns of Louisiana will win the division. And this is completely contrary, Bob, to what I've got. I think the Cajuns are going to be really disappointing this year, but Sporting News says Louisiana will win the West, followed by Troy finishing second, South Al finishing third. Those tend to be more of the of the more conservative picks, Troy and South Al. Then the Golden Eagles finishing fourth. Now part of the of the Sun Belt or the uh, Sporting News is reasoning there is because of Mississippi State, Florida State, and Tulane that we've talked about, but also that they have to play App State on the road. Uh, they do get to play Old Dominion in Hattiesburg, but the the cross the Eastern Division game is at App State, which they have projected to finish first. So Southern Miss finishing fourth, and then rounding out the West, according to Sporting News, will be Arkansas State, Texas State with a new coach, and Louisiana Monroe dead last in the West. What do you say, Heath? Well, the West Division is going to be fun this year. Louisiana, I'm. Kind of throwing a little question mark up there. I don't see. Um, you just look at what they bought in and what they have returning. And Southern Miss beat them at home. I mean, beat them in Hattiesburg last year. I don't see them winning the conference. I think the conference is uh, Troy, South Alabama, the Western Division. Anyway, let me put it like that: the Western Division, Troy, South Alabama, and I think Southern Miss has a really good chance to move up in there. The one thing Southern Miss hasn't had in past years, and I think they finally will this year, is a quarterback. Will Hall won seven games 
in the Sun Belt at, with with a bowl win, but won six games of Sun Belt last year pretty much without a, a number one quarterback for the whole season. Think about that. Uh, I think and everybody is underestimating Yeah, you give him a full season with a, with a true quarterback. I think he's got that now. I think Southern Miss could do some fun things offensively. You look at what Southern Miss has returning. As I said, they find the quarterback. Uh, they're pretty much stacked everywhere else. Of course, there's some questions in the secondary, but you're talking about a team that pretty much returns a lot of people and a lot of production and a running back that's probably the best in the conference. I- I'm sorry, I just don't see him finishing fourth in the West. The schedule is brutal and probably been one of the toughest they've had in the past 20 years. There's no question about that. But it's, no, I don't see uh, I-, I don't see Southern Miss finishing that low in the West. Uh. I see him doing a little better than that, but. Troy and South Alabama are going to be tough to knock off the throne in the West. Uh, here's here's what I'm going to say to both you guys, and you can tell me how dumb I am. Number one, I think Will Hall is underestimated, and, and I keep hearing about the schedule. Okay, I hear about the schedule. Play at Florida State, yeah, really tough. Play at Mississippi State, tough, but they're not the best team in the SEC by any stretch. Southern Miss beat Tulane last year. Everybody seems to forget about that. So now you bring Tulane here. I don't know why anybody doesn't think Southern Miss can't beat Tulane here. And I think they're 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 set to be very competitive in the Sun Belt. I, I contend that the Golden Eagles with a break here or two and the development of one of these two kids, I think Kelly and I kind of know which one it, they're leaning toward. I think Southern Miss is capable of winning the Western Division of Conference USA, Kelly. Well, we sure we sure hope so, uh, but but the biggest question mark is is the one that that Heath just mentioned. I mean, when and and we've talked about this before. Even if you're playing Pop Warner or junior high football, you got to have you got to have a stud quarterback. You got to have a guy that you know that you're going to hang your hat on. Well, and I think they do. Well, I mean, one hasn't been named yet, right. you know. And and I and and I know that there's part. You know, people say, well. If, if we've got such good quarterbacks, why hasn't he named one yet? Well, part of that, and again, I, this is just speculation on my part. I've never coached a college football game. But part of the reason you didn't want to name one is you want to keep guys there, right? And if you name a well, quarterback. sure, he'll leave. Yeah, you don't want people to, to leave. You want yeah. people to stay there and, and compete. Um, I don't know that that would happen, that anybody would leave. But in this day and age, you know, you, you just never know. Uh, but that's clearly the, the right. position that you got to have. Well, am I am I over optimistic, Heath? I just think this is going to be, this is what Coach Hall's fourth year, correct? Am I right about that? Yeah. This is going to be a breakout year for Golden Eagle football. Third. It's his third year. I, I third, think, third, third year. Third year. Third year. Yeah, I was going to say third, third year. year. I, I think that they are going to have a really solid year. And look, another thing about not naming a starter is competition. You don't want these guys to know who's going to be starting. You want them to compete all the way through the spring, through the summer, through fall camp. You want to compete till you get to a point where, okay, let's name a quarterback now. You name a quarterback now, and maybe the competition is not as heavy as it is. Plus, you don't want to give your the team you're playing for. You don't want to give all these teams a chance to get ready for your quarterback so far in advance. So I like the idea of him not naming the quarterback. Look. Will Hall has shown in the past when he has a quarterback that his offenses are dynamic. What he did with Michael Pratt at Tulane, I think we all saw it at Southern Miss. When they came into Southern Miss, ran it down Southern Miss throat and put 60-something points on the board. We've seen it in a bowl game. Will Hall can flat-out coach. 
and he can coach offense. He needs quarterback. I think he does have a quarterback there. I think he has a couple that he's pretty comfortable with. I just think naming a starter, he's going to wait to see who really blossoms. Right. But, yeah, I think I think that question mark there at quarterback, if he finds a quarterback, they won seven games without a really number one quarterback last year. If he has a quarterback in those games that he lost, a uh, Troy, even a South Alabama, if he has a number one quarterback, he probably win. It could win those games. Right. So I, I'm I'm telling y'all, this guy with a quarterback and with what he's got coming back on defense, if he can find the play, pieces in the secondary, which I think they will, to come together, he has a complete team. He has the best team he's probably had since he's been on campus. We all know what Frank Gore Jr. can do. We all know what Caston and the guys can do at wide receivers. The offensive line is finally there. The pieces are in place. I like Southern Miss when people don't think of them highly. That's when they step up and do big things. I think uh, year three of Will Hall is going to be something fun to watch. Will he beat Tulane? Will he beat Florida State? Will he beat Mississippi State? I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those three fall this year, though. But then, what about uh, the the if you and all these things you guys are saying? And I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Then then why why not Troy and South Al? Well, I, I think those are games. That, great. Yeah, I think those that's are competitive football games that we don't know who will win those games. I think either team could win any of those games when they face off with each other. I don't think either either one of them are prohibitive favorites to beat Southern Miss this year. I may be wrong. No, but hope I'm not. No, and. And that's why being in the Sun Belt, and thank goodness we're out of Conference USA, that's what being in the Sun Belt is great for, because you've got regional opponents in a division that you have rivalries with that any of those teams can beat each other. Louisiana, Southern Miss, Troy, and South Alabama at any time could beat each other. And none of them like each other. And they're all within driving distance. I mean, come on, the Sun Belt's been the best thing to happen to Southern Miss Athletics, maybe since joining Conference USA to start off with. But I think we're going to see the fruits this year of why being in the Sun Belt Conference is so exciting. You've got these teams within driving distance. The fan bases don't like each other. There is legitimate rivalry there, and any team can beat anybody on any side. All right, Heath Hinton from Big Old Nation. Heath Hinton from Big Old Nation is on the Eagle Hour. Kelly revealed earlier in the show he talks to dead people. We'll get Heath's comments about that and his thoughts. I'm a little spooked (laughs) when we come back. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank D1D Bad for their sponsorship of our program. It is a great place to take your children for baseball to softball training. Adults, they've got training for you too. They've got uh, trainers that can uh, tailor fit a program for you, make you the best at your sport. We thank D1D Bad. We're fortunate to have such a facility here, and we're also really lucky to have Mo Bay Beignet Company. And even though Kelly lost the famous beignet eating contest uh, with Luke Johnson. Uh, Kelly knows a little thing or two about Mo Bay Beignet and the different sauces, and uh, 
We did have to educate him, though. At first, he thought you drank the sauce as the drink with the beignet, but yeah. actually, you put it on the you put it on the beignet. You do that now, right? Well, because I and I because I was kind of thinking that's not a whole lot to drink, yeah. you know, and just that little. Yeah, it was very small. Glass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, an editorial comment, uh, just uh, as we move into the uh, last segment. Uh, if you have children <clears throat> that have fireworks remaining, try to be a parent. And, and stop them from shooting them around 11.30 or 12 o'clock tonight. At 12.30 this morning, I'm looking for earplugs and so that I can get some sleep. And, you know, Kelly, I have to ask, when, you, when you're blowing up fireworks at 12.30 on a Tuesday night, where in the hell are your mama and daddy? They're probably out there with them. I guess so. You know, and Man. Heath Hinton was up. Heath, you were up at 1 o'clock in the morning. People, I was up at 1 o'clock this morning out 84 West of Laurel. Let me they come were, on. Come they were on. getting with it last night. Uh, yeah. Man, yeah. Well, maybe that'll people die down some. Work. People have to work the next day. Yeah. Enjoy the fireworks, but be reasonable and, and realize that you're not the only person in the world and you need to be considerate of other people. And and I had to I had to turn my TV way up like to 70 volume because my, my poor dogs just go crazy with the fireworks. Would uh, you be surprised if, and you've met my dog Radio, would you yeah. be surprised if I told you Radio sleeps right through the fireworks? I wouldn't be surprised at all. You, when, you, when you named him Radio, <laughs> I said I would have named him Valium or Quay, short for Quaalude, because I... He's a chill dog. I, I was not sure, Bob. I thought that that dog was stuffed, that that maybe you've had that dog for 20 years and he was stuffed, because I'm not sure I saw that dog move the first two times I was at your house. <laughs> you He's know. chill. Oh, my gosh. He's chill. Radio's I'll chill. Say, yeah. All right. So uh, I've uh, gone out on the limb here. I'm I, I'm saying seven, eight wins. Kelly? We said yesterday Vegas has them at five, Bob, and Vegas, the hmm. over-under. Is five and Vegas makes a living, you know, at, at the those numbers and making them mm-hmm. pretty close. Okay, um, man, I, you you said how many? I'm saying seven to eight wins. I hmm, okay. boy, I, I'd say seven is top end. I All right, coach, six, I, coach. I know you listen to the show. You just remember who had your back here. No, no. Look, I, <laughs> but, but remember, I've also said that this this could conceivably be. A more talented, no, I know. I'll like, pick it with yeah, I'll pick it but like Heath said, this could be a more this this will be a more talented <clears throat> team yeah. than last You're year. You gonna play a lot of league games, am I right, Heath? That you, they could just go either way, and, and you know, yeah. a, a lucky bounce here, yeah, a bad call here could could make a difference in, in whether it's seven wins, eight wins, or five or six wins. Yeah, I think uh, I, it's tough to say the number. I I do think that Vegas is undervaluing. Uh, Southern Miss at five wins this year. Um, so you bet the over. Very much. I would definitely, if I was a betting man, I would put some money on the over if I could get it at five right now. Probably later on before the season starts, it's going to move up. Can, so, you, can uh, you arrange yeah, that I, bet I for us, Kelly? Bet the over? Yeah, you know where to, you might be able to place a bet on my behalf? Uh, I might be able to go right down the road here, Bob. Okay. I just wanted, yeah, okay. Possibly. Yeah. Something, something told me you might know. <laughs> go to a couple of, of, of uh, watering holes right around here and uh, yeah, get okay. you some action. All right. Well, <laughs> well, we're looking forward to it for sure. And we, we, we definitely know one thing. It's fun again to talk about Southern Miss. And look, the, the defense is going to be the glue that holds this team together. I, I agree with Heath, man. The defense is going to keep this, this Southern Miss team in every game. 
you know, yeah. and, and that's going to be the, the key to me. If the, the defense will, will, will keep them there, you know, quarterback or not, they'll have a shot, you know. Yeah. I talked about earlier, year one, the Sun Belt was fun. If year one's anything like the years to come, this is this is what Southern Miss athletics are going to be and what they're doing. This is quite impressive. And it, if year two is anything like year one, it's going to be another fun year, and I think it'll be even no, better than be year one. Sure. So, uh, I, but man, thank goodness for the Sun Belt. That's all I'm going to say. No, thank no, goodness. No, it, you what Conference USA looks like this year? It's laughable. And you know, thank what, goodness for the Sun Belt. And when you see what when you see what the Sporting News put out, Bob, this this is great bulletin board material for Will Hall and his staff. Yes, that that they that they're projecting them to finish fourth in the West. Yeah, you know, so this yeah. is great inspiration for these guys. Yeah. Once again, Southern Miss not getting the respect, the chip on the shoulder. We have to prove ourselves again. Here we go. It's our way of life. Yeah, that's the way it's always been. All right, been. Heath, we appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for coming on the show hey, today. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right, Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. Tomorrow on the show, Chase Whitehead, former Golden Eagle, living his best life, Kelly tells me, on the beach. Yeah, yeah, renting uh, jet skis and hanging out on the beach this summer. Former wide receiver and punt returner, Chase, really good guy. All right. Lots of good guests for you all week long. Going to start bringing a lot of former players on the show now that summertime is here. We hope you enjoyed, and we hope you'll tune in again tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.